defenses. Initiate bank protocol. What's good, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, welcome to another episode of Bird Protocol. I am your host, Palm Reader. It's Otis Morris. How's it going, dude? It's uh, it's going a little rough. Uh, if you guys who are listening can't tell, I have a cold, um, not COVID, but a pretty bad respiratory virus, uh, and I'm just getting it over and over it now. But uh, a lot of coughing, which made my throat really sore, which made my voice go low, and now I sound like the guy from the trailers in a world. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that. So that's going on. Um, the in a world guy, but that's a good that's a good place to be with your voice. Like if you still have a voice, at least it's a funny voice. At least you can do that. Yeah, it's really know? gravelly. Um, and uh, and I'm stuffed up. So the higher I go, the more nasally it sounds. Look, it's just a tough beat. Um, obviously, we were supposed to do Saw for the end of our Halloween uh, month. Uh, that never happened because I went down to Pennsylvania and then we were both busy and, uh, and then sickness and all this stuff. So, you know what? We're going to table Saw. Yeah. Uh, that's a pun. Oh, that's a yeah. Dip. We're a little far removed from Halloween as well now. Like we're, yeah. it's two weeks after Halloween now. So, you know, we'll just talk about Saw another time. I mean, I watched it. Uh, quick summary of Saw is you know, I didn't. It wasn't as gruesome as I remember it being. Maybe that's more in the sequels. Maybe horror has just become more vile now. Than it once was 20 yeah. years ago. I mean, that was the conversation that I really wanted to have about it because yeah. when I watched it as well, I was like, this movie isn't as uh bad as or or has aged. It's has is it was it always not as bad as we thought it was? It was just the sequels mm-hmm. that developed the mm-hmm. kind of like gore aspect of it, or was yeah. it um because the first one's very much like a psychological horror film. Like it's yeah. Um, it's very much, and it's James Wan's first film. Uh, so there was a yeah. lot to unpack there and a lot to talk about. And I, I hope that we do get to have that conversation, but I'm not coherent enough today to have mm-hmm. that conversation. And uh, and so we decided we're just going to hit you with a lazy bird, um, talk about some stuff that we've been doing, uh, we've listening to, watching, but we wanted to start stuff off. Well, first of all, I should say, Otis, how have you been? How do you feel this weekend? Something uh, important happened. Why don't you uh, mm-hmm. uh, fill the folks in? Uh, I guess, yeah, I'm okay. Just, uh, just a little stressed out, I guess. Uh, just doing a lot of things behind the scenes. But the 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 point being... Uh, the main thing that everyone should know is that my album uh, Cavernous is now available, which, you know, I will. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> oh, no. That was me. I wasn't clapping. I, I could clap. Yay. Um, no, that was me I, trying I to. I thought you were clapping. No, Maybe was... I'm just uh, <laughs> I'm a piece of shit. And I was like, yeah, go, go ahead. No, okay, no. Well, I mean, I was going to wait till you were done to laud the uh, congratulations. That was me trying to get a lozenge out. Um, but oh. uh, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, no, 
Cavernous out now, all streaming services. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And well, I guess the I was, you know, gonna announce it uh you know two two weeks ago, and there was this I had this whole, you know, two week plan of rollout and whatnot. Uh, that I was going to announce on this podcast, but you know, we didn't do an episode, so didn't really get to talk about it. But you know, I kept the date, so it's out now. It came out November 11th on Friday. Um, and yeah, so with that, it's just a collection of instrumentals music that you know, I you know, some of it was you know, kind of inspired by film score, some of it was just experimental stuff some of it is inspired by video game music uh some of it's just you know combinations of genres that i just wanted to you know smash together um yeah and yeah so that's out now that's on all streaming services and there's also uh little short stories or i guess flash fiction you know accompanying each song which I'm steadily, you know, releasing day by day uh, on Instagram. So follow on Instagram, Otis Moore's Dude. And, you know, and honestly, if you just want a copy, I'll like email it to you of just all the the whole thing all together and just like a PDF. But yeah, for now, I'm just releasing the stories on Instagram in, you know, sort of video image file format. And yeah. So that's out now. That's yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's good stuff. It's um uh, a very very uh unique project. Um it's centered around this story uh that that Otis wrote uh and and conceived of in his head. Uh there's a lot of really cool stuff on there. I may be biased cuz you know I mastered it and we're we're homies mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But there's a lot of cool stuff on it. And even when I played it uh, around Meg, my partner, she she understood it. Like she got what we what you were going for, creating this kind of um, audio story, this soundtrack that goes with this this story meant to evoke moods and and uh, it's kind of like a movie soundtrack without the movie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, I, I don't know, I guess to elaborate further and, you know, I guess peel it back a bit because, like, you know, I did the Snowblinded score and that was fun. And so I wanted to do more. And, you know, it's hard to find jobs, you know, in film scoring. I, I don't know, because I, I don't know the conventional way of doing it. I guess the conventional way of doing it would be you go to university and, like, you know, learn to be a composer that way through, you know, actual school. But, you know, coming from, you know, alternative music background and stuff, uh, it's probably going to be more unconventional. So, anyway, I wanted to do more stuff. And I just thought of, want like, you know, I I write stories. I do that. So I could just come up with my own stories and like make music. So it's not necessarily that, you know, the concept was there the entire time. I knew that it was going to be like a sci-fi sort of thing. And like, you know, some songs were just, you know, they're more about mood than story. Some were like directly reflective of the story. 
like for example um the song covered in moss that was the song i wrote for the snow blinded score for like an end credit song and there was lyrics written for that song but like i didn't you know didn't release it with the lyrics instead i changed what would have been the vocals into like a keyboard melody and then i used the lyrics as part of the short story and that's like the poem that the character writes in the short story so you know there's interesting ways that you know i've used like so that song you know was from snowblind but i found a way to fit it in cuz like lyrically the song is still relevant to what i was trying to achieve with cavernous so i guess to elaborate even further on the story of cavernous is it's just like you know sort of generic sci-fi story about the end of the world where there's sort of like robots and alien entities taking over and you know the humans sort of go underground i conceived it really when just playing a lot of fallout so (laughs) a lot of it was fallouts for like there's a song on there um my baby is glowing which that the the piano part is i wanted it to sound like a song from the fallout 4 soundtrack so yeah and like uh wasted flesh i i thought of that song after seeing the batman and i was like i want to make a song that sounds like batman music so it has like the really low brass and you know and yeah so yeah i yeah, mean that's the, just, that, that's the way it is when you're working on any project like it all comes together and evolves as you're doing it but i think overall like the the feelings evoked and the kind of knowing what the, the beats of the story is and stuff like that listening to it you can really visualize it and and it it works really well together even if some of it was not necessarily like if it was retrofitted for the story i think that it just works mm-hmm. like i think cavernous overall is quite the achievement it's very good and i think everybody should listen to it um it's a really good um uh you know a really it's obviously really good but it's very interesting it's very musical and it's very different and i feel like we live in a, a in a time where there's a lot of people putting out a lot of the same stuff um so i highly urge if you want to check out something different and you like movie scores uh, or instrumental music or you like industrial uh or i don't know how many genres you mix together on it you just smashed them all together but just go give it a listen um it's funny yeah that was (laughs) my one complaint of myself i guess is one trying to release this album onto streaming platforms you know it asks you what genre is this and i legitimately was like i don't know so it's under alternative because i i don't know as a word that just worked the best but like yeah it's very there's multi-genres like it's yeah but it's film score music but it's not a soundtrack because like it's not a soundtrack i guess to a film so you technically couldn't i don't know it's 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 weird it's It's, hard to hard to pigeonhole it it's it's its own thing um it's funny we both have this podcast and uh 
And, uh, you know, we, uh, <laughs> we both screwed up our album rollouts. We were both going to do more on the podcast and do stuff like that. And then I caught COVID and was stuck in Portugal. And then we were both busy and I was in Pennsylvania and wow, we got to get better at doing it, th- doing it this way. But yeah, none- I mean, I at least got the music video out, which, yeah, I should mention that as well. I made an animated music video for the song Wasted Flesh, which was the Batman song as I conceived it. Um, so, yeah, there's a stop motion animation video that if you are familiar with my animation videos from previous years, it has sort of the similar shitty style. And that's by design. Um because I am bad at animation, so I use it to my stylistic advantage. So if anyone asks, why does it look like that? It's, you know, because it's cool and I'm awesome, actually. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, to all the critics out there, uh, get with it. I'm like the suck Jean-Michel yacht of the shit. Yeah, suck my animated dick. Uh, no, just kidding. No one uh, <clears throat> says anything nasty. Uh yeah, no, I, I just like that sort of style. I like the old, like, uh, like, uh, the old 90s, like, Squiggle Vision stuff. Like, you remember, like, home videos and, like, Dr. Yeah. Cats and stuff like that. I don't know. I always like just shitty animation. Like, like, Aqua Teen Hunger Force is, like, one of my favorite animated. And one of the running gags in Aqua Teen Hunger Force is that when they drop something on the ground, it just explodes just for the simple fact that they don't want to animate it anymore so they literally when you drop something on the ground it just explodes so it disappears so they don't have to worry about making sure that's there every other frame so like you know you know you gotta play play to your strengths right yeah well cavernous uh, oh sorry that that was a loud pop uh cavernous is out now uh on all streaming platforms it's on our soundcloud page on the Cemetery Sound SoundCloud page, uh, along with On Infinite Repeat, uh, my latest uh, Anxiety Weekend album. Um, uh, I've got some more music coming, but we'll save that for the end. Um, have uh, I, I really do urge everyone to go give Cavernous a listen um, while you're at it. Also, shout out Sideshow Trice, Trizzy Trice. Yeah. Uh, his EP finally after, you know, a year and a half of he and I working on it or however long it's been, uh, it's, uh, it's finally out, uh, be a trice. It's uh, available on all streaming platforms and will be on, uh, should be by now on the cemetery sound SoundCloud page. Um, shout out him, shout out Steve Dave who produced a couple of the tracks and shout out Emerson Corleone for a wicked feature. Uh, he killed yes. that. Uh, so yeah, you should check yeah, out no. both of those product projects, products. Mm-hmm. Uh, on, yeah, uh, listen to "Be a Trace." I I particularly also really love the title track. I just yeah, I really like that song. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, you do. I lo- I really like uh that and Out West and uh Inspirations is good. Like it's pretty. It's a good. It's a it's a neat little project. He's doing some experimental stuff while also you know, spitting some bars and having fun. And it's a lot more positive than his last EP. And you can tell that he's grown a lot as a person and an artist. And yeah, I'm just really happy to be a part of it. Gratefully, he let me do it again. And 
you know, I'm proud of them and I'm proud of you for getting Cavernous out and finishing it. I mean, you should should say everything you hear on Cavernous is is Otis. He, he recorded yeah. and wrote and did everything himself. Uh, I don't think there's any samples or if there are, they're samples that he made. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, go go run them up for the boys uh, and uh, give give them both a listen, Cavernous and Beatrice. And uh, and yeah, I don't know. Is there anything else you want to talk about, Cavernous? Uh, no. Uh, like I said, uh, just follow Instagram, uh, Otis Morris Dude. Also, I'm releasing a like you know a story a day. So you know there's eleven songs. So what's this? This is coming out Sunday. So when you hear this on Sunday, there will be three songs out on Instagram. Uh, yeah, and uh, you know, every day, uh, go back and you know, eventually the whole story will be there and whatnot. And uh, yeah, uh, Otterman Media on YouTube that's where the music videos are. Uh, I might also pop the the short story videos onto the YouTube as well, but um. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, just listen to the album and I hope you like it. I don't know. If you're, I don't know, listen to it on a dark night in a dark room. And yeah, I think that's With the best way to listen to it. Smoke With some legal. On. Smoke some legal, yeah. put some headphones on and listen to it. It's good. Uh, alternatively, yeah. if you've got like, uh, you know, uh, a Fallout game or something, just put it on. Just uh, go into your PlayStation or Xbox's uh, audio thing and pull up uh, Spotify or Apple Music and listen to it while you play. Uh, it's it's some real, yeah. uh, real dark I should, vibes. I should, like, make up a lie and say, like, the album syncs up with, like, 2001 and Space Odyssey or something like that. <laughs> well, see, now you can't because you just said that out loud. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're recording right now if you had said that afterwards that would be genius Whoa. but you kind of foil you played yourself <laughs> well i don't know i i should i don't know well you know how people say that what is it dark side of the moon syncs up with wizard of oz right or some shit or is it alice in wonderland i forget which one i don't know i don't care anyway I should, <laughs> yeah oh, um, god damn it yeah Thinking uh, out loud, man. Well, uh. it happens. Um, you know, well, anyway, yeah, go check it out. Check out Cavernous. Shout out Sideshow Trice. L- go listen to Beatrice. Yep. Uh, do me a favor. Go stream on Infinite Repeat. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, shout out all the homies putting out art and doing all that stuff. Um, uh, let's get, let's yeah, talk about Yeah, what- Oh, go ahead. Uh, well, uh, one last little connection there. Steve Dave produced some stuff on Sideshow's EP. He also dropped like a music video and a new single over like the last couple of weeks. So check out Steve Dave. Oh as well. yeah, right. We should say Steve Dave dropped uh, um, Rapture and he uh, dropped 4:20 a.m. and uh, and another one called Maybe um he's got a new album coming out uh i know when but he hasn't announced it so i'm just not going to say anything but uh soon soon times there'll be a new steve dave album go and check out the uh singles you will recognize them if you were at the cemetery sound uh 
online show. We did a live stream show in May uh, of last year. And uh, some of the songs that he performed uh, were songs that uh, were the singles that are out now. So uh, if you've been waiting for new music from Steve Dave, go check him out. Uh, 4.20 AM is like one of my favorite songs he's ever made. Um, it's good shit. Go check it out. Thank you for bringing that up. I, that wasn't on my notes. Sorry, Steve, Dave. And, uh, and that was, uh, that's a good one. Very good one. Just making associations of words. Yeah. Said. Yeah. That's um, yeah. Good, good call. Um, so I got a list of some stuff that I wanted to talk about. Um, uh, so I saw a lot of movies uh recently that i hadn't Same. seen uh from this year um that i had meant to see and i just wanted to shout out uh one in particular that i i didn't get to see and i don't know if you've seen it and i don't know what your feelings are about it but i finally saw jordan peele's nope um and that's easily mm-hmm. one of the best movies of the year uh <coughs> excuse my cough I- I have not seen it, um, but I want to see it. Uh, my, uh, what was it? What was I fucking looking at today? It was something, some article about Jordan Peele on Facebook. And this is literally every, every article about Jordan Peele now has a dude in the comment section just being like, fuck this guy, you know, why White's the villains of all his movies. And it's just like, you know, anybody that's seen any movie that's not Get Out knows that that's not true because that's literally only true to Get Out. Us, I still don't even know what us. I don't know. It's it's weird hobo clones. I think that's us. And then Nope is an alien movie as far as I know. Yeah, the, so, yeah, the, yeah. It's an alien movie. It's it's crazy because it goes like it's funny, and it's kind of Hitchcockian at times at the start, and then it goes like full Spielberg, almost at the end. Like it's it's like a high tension horror film until the last little bit when it becomes a kind of like adventure sci-fi caper kind of but it's still scary i don't know it's crazy it was so good thoroughly enjoyed that film if you hadn't haven't had a chance to see it (coughs) excuse me nope is excellent excellent stuff really enjoyed that film i haven't had a chance to see it but i i i do i do that's i don't know I don't know why I haven't seen it, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know why I didn't see it. I don't I don't know why I hadn't seen it either. And then I just happened to watch it one night and I was like, wow, this slaps. Uh another thing, another film that I watched um that uh kind of divisive as far as critic response, but um Bullet Train. I saw that uh directed by David Leach. Um starring Brad Pitt and uh and Joey King and Aaron, Aaron Taylor Johnson and uh you know a bunch of people uh, Michael Shannon and yada yada I thought it was a fun movie I thought it was a fun uh highly stylized comedy comedic action like 
kind of kind of calls back early um well, what's his name? Direct Snatch. How come I can't? Why am I blanking? It's oh, Guy Ritchie. Yeah, or kind of, you know, the wittiness of Guy Ritchie. Uh, it's it's very fast talking, okay. fun, uh, violent uh, See, kind of. When I saw like that movie, that's exactly what I was like hoping it would be. Like it looks like that. So yeah, and that's Good. and that's very <laughs> much the vibe of it. Like it's not a. Don't go Ooh. into it expecting critically like a, a high art performances. But if you want to watch uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson and Brian Tyree Henry be uh, fast talking assassins who may or may not be uh, brothers, but it, it's, it's very, very interesting uh, and f- uh, well-written and, and fun movie um, visually interesting yeah. uh, Brad Pitt kind of, it seems like he's having a lot of fun He's just enjoying being in this action comedy film. It's I, the whole thing. It was charming and fun and, and it was, it wasn't hard to watch and that's what I wanted nice. to see. And so it worked for me. Some people had a big problem with it, whatever, man, but I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty good for what it mm-hmm. is. Um, another film. Yeah. There's like a sort of like a new, genre well i guess it's not new but it's sort of been uh brought to the forefront since the john wick movies of like this sort of like movies that sort of specifically deal with like ensemble sort of like under the underground society of assassins sort of thing like you know what i mean yeah because like in because in like john wick they have the continental and then there was literally a movie. Was it, I think it was called like Hotel Artemis, and that's literally like the whole concept of the movie. It's it's basically oh, yeah, just the Continental. Jody Foster, and then some, yeah, something like that. And then yeah, there, then there's like this movie where it's like a bunch of assassins on a train, and like I like I like it. I like this <laughs> if you want to call it a genre. I guess I don't know, or just you know. I don't know. I guess a subgenre of action movies. I don't know, but it's definitely a trend I've noticed of just a lot of assassins in one spot, sort of thing. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just pulling. No, you're not. No, no, you're not wrong. I think it is something. You're you're not wrong. Um, and yeah, I mean, it is. It's just it's a it's a, a slick fun not doesn't take itself too serious visually striking mm-hmm. uh assassin ensemble action comedy kind of i don't know what you would call it exactly yeah. but mm-hmm. it's good it was good yeah, for what know. it was uh let's talk about another hey. movie that both of our partners Work. didn't like but we liked um barbarian a great film um oh i I don't think uh, Pear disliked it. She just didn't particularly like the uh, the thing. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think. But I, I guess I, isn't I, that the point? Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't. I didn't tell Meg anything about what the movie was about, um, and I had already seen it. So, uh, you know, the the various twists and turns and surprises, uh, and the actual kind of zag the movie makes after the first third of the uh mm-hmm. of the film uh and the kind of 
topic uh, themes it broaches and stuff like that i didn't give her any heads up on on what what that what it was going to be about and she too felt the same way of i don't know how i feel about it i'm kind of unsettled uh and uh i mean that's just the movie doing its job i think that it was a it's a truly for like a small budget indie horror film it's good yeah no it's it's good and you get a good amount of scares and like they're genuine because if you and the best way to go into this movie is to not read anything about it because i read stuff about it pair read stuff about it so we we already knew the twists of the movie and you know what i feel like if i didn't know those the movie would hit so much harder because when you start watching the movie, you think it's like one thing totally d- different. Like you're like, okay, this is like a thriller, you know, of, you know, strangers meeting. And then there's a whole different fucking twist. And you're yeah. like, what the fuck? But then even after that, then there's a whole other twist where you're like, wait, what? And then you like question, you're like, am I even watching the same movie right now? Yeah. Like what the fuck just happened? With, I'm trying to say this like as spoiler free as yeah. possible, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's a roller coaster, and the best way to go in is as blind as possible. But like, you know, even me knowing it, there were still pleasant surprises, like how the movie ends, and you know, a lot of you know what uh, goes on in the third act. You know, with shit that I was very pleasantly surprised to see in a horror movie, and I, you know. And, you know, I like I like I like being surprised by things in horror movies because now I'm realizing I've watched, especially in the last like two years working on horror movies and very much being involved in that genre. I feel like I'm like at the point now where like I feel like I've seen everything. So now like seeing something different is like that's just sick. And like I just get stoked. So like even something like I said that like I knew what was going to happen going into it, you know, still being surprised is pretty cool. So, yeah, even on the shout second... outs to oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, it's gonna say because it's a uh, the dude that wrote and directed it is one of the dudes from the Whitest Kids You Know. Remember like that sketch group? Oh yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. I forget. Yeah, uh, I forget Zach the guy's Krager? name. Yeah, he's from the Whitest. Whitest kids you know. I'm looking this up right now. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's cool. It's weird. There's this weird thing of a lot of comedians now making horror movies, and they're making really good horror movies. Like, you know, Jordan Peele being the most obvious fucking example of it. But, you know... Uh, it seems like, I don't know, there's like a lot of crossover there. Because I guess, I don't know, comedy, it's like you have to build tension in ways. It's like a different different type. Like, you know, like build, like you have to building jokes and building jokes upon jokes. And you're like, you know, building, you know, it's sort of similar to building scares. But like, it's the opposite. It's like, it's like, you know, jokes are like the angel on the shoulder and then horror movies and are like the devil on the other shoulder. You know, it's sort of like the same contemplation, but, you know, you're just playing it to the opposite end, north and south, east, whatever. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. he is, why just, you're right. And and that's a good way to put it, kind of two sides of the same coin. Um, mm-hmm. 
yeah, Barbarian, great. Uh, I love the fact that they advertised it kind of one way. So, you know, it would have been crazy seeing it opening night and only knowing the trailers. Um, but it held up. I, I've I've seen it twice now, and uh, both times it was great. This the rewatch was just as good as the the first time. Um, really good stuff. Yeah, isn't that literally a thing? Like, isn't that like the divine comedy? Like, there's comedy and tragedy, and it's like the same thing yes. or some shit like that? Yes. Okay. All right. So I'm not coming up with like a new concept. I was just reiterating it in a different way. Okay. I'm not that smart. Gotcha. <laughs> um, yeah. What about you? Any movies, TV you want to shout out? Uh, anything? Oh, well, man. What, what did I? What did, Dude, I've actually watched so much recently. Um, did I did I talk about Pearl? Did I did I mention uh, that? Yeah, the last you did. Episode? The last episode okay. we talked about Pearl. Okay. Well, I still love that movie. I think that's still in my top three of the year so far. Um, also, I saw Terrifier two, so that was crazy. And I was hoping that we would talk about that in the Saw episode because. Uh, really hit it home like terrifier 2 has some moments in it that are so fucking disgusting and vile that it kind of makes saw look pretty you know wimpy and by comparison like uh there's a part in terrifier 2 where art the clown the you know the main killer in the terrifier series uh if you haven't seen it he's a uh, mime clown that looks fucking utterly disgusting and has a bag of just fucking weapons. He's like Santa, but with weapons. It's it's it, it, it's horror comedy at its finest, honestly. And he goes and he kills this one teenage girl, as he killer does in a horror movie, a slasher. Like this is a slasher movie to like the next extreme. And what what the fuck does he do? He like. Like starts like just like skinning her and like you see it all and like it's all practical effects and then he goes and he gets like a bag of salt and he just like drops the bag of salt on her and it's so fucking disgusting. it's vile dude but it's like like I said like that it's like the same thing with uh, Barbarian like seeing that and like Terrifier I was like what the fuck dude like what the fuck but it's like I was like rejoiced to be like, holy shit, like you can still do like the most heinous things on screen. Um, yeah, it's a little long, I would say. Like it's two and a half hours long and there it kind of drags on for a long time. There's some shit that goes on in the third act that you're just like, what the fuck? Did I, was I drugged at some point? Was there... Was there LSD on my popcorn? Because there's a plot twist that I was like, what the fuck is going on? And, but it's like campy and stupid. And yeah, it's just really good. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's it's fun, man. Yeah, if you, if you like campy horror movies and if you like slasher movies and if you are into really good practical effects and like, you know, the goriest of gore, uh, I would say check it out. I would definitely check out Terrifier 2. Um, I'm sure it's streaming somewhere now because that movie kind of became like a really big success. Like, because 
it was only supposed to play in like a very limited amount of theaters, but just kept selling out. And yeah, I ended up being able to see it in theater. So shout out to Terrifier 2 and Bloody Disgusting for making a bloody disgusting movie. Um, yeah. yeah, I know some of the things that happened in that film from discussing it with Otis and other people who have seen it. And uh, yeah, I've, if you like... Uh, He's not joking when he says taking it to the next uh, level. There's uh, some stuff. Yeah, there is some shit to be seen. Ah, <laughs> uh, like there's this other part too that's so funny. Uh, okay. Uh, spoiler alert: If you don't want to hear it, skip ahead thirty seconds. Oh, there's a scene where mom's car has like uh, whipped cream and like toilet paper all over it because it's like devil's night right so but she wipes the window and the clowns in the car and just shoots her in the face of a shotgun and her head fucking explodes right but then he sets the mom up at the kit at the dinner table with her head there and then the son comes home and sees him like serving dinners to the mom with her fucking exploded head and then he just grabs mashed potatoes and just slams mashed potatoes into the smash face and it's hilarious it's comedy at its finest. So, yeah. Well. <laughs> wow. Um, yes. Yeah. So that's Terrifier 2. Uh, <laughs> dude, yeah. It's fucking crazy, dude. Uh, yeah. Well, um, I, I, I don't know how else to describe that movie. Um, uh, yeah, so I saw that in theaters. Uh, I also saw a Triangle of Sadness in theaters, which is a movie I'm very happy I got to see in theaters. Yeah, I really want to see that too. Uh, I don't know if it's out of theaters or not, but as soon as I get a chance to catch it, I want to catch it because um, I just, I it looks like it's going to be amazing. And I'm a, I'm a big fan of uh, his other films, so. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen the square, but I saw. I love Force Majeure. Uh, I love that movie, and I never saw the English remake, the American version of it. Apparently, it's not good, which kind of feels bad because it has Will Ferrell and uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus, and it's kind of like, oh, that seems like that should be good, but it's bad. And it's like, oh yeah, because it's a remake, and you know, yeah, I wouldn't. We're not I, that, yeah, we're not the best at that. But yeah, the original Swedish version, fantastic. I haven't, and apparently the square is really good. But Triangle of Sadness, which is in English, is hilarious. And there's a scene just in the middle of the movie that is, uh, there's like a theme this year as well of like movies that like teeter on high art and low art like there's like in everything everywhere all at once there's one specific scene where there's a fight scene that involves a butt plug and it's like what the fuck and then in triangle of sadness there's this one scene where you know dinner goes wrong they eat some bad seafood let's say that and uh it turns into a mess and there's like yeah, so there's like this clash of like the most vulgar things happening in these incredibly like almost like high art, very good, smart satire movies. But, you know, I love seeing that, you know, the shit joke 
and poop jokes are still number one. Like you can't beat the shit. Yeah, you, you know? can't beat a good, a good, a well placed <laughs> fart joke. You know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, impeccable. A, a farts, poops, butts. <coughs> it's 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 king, dude. You yeah. know, and it's just funny. <laughs> um. Yeah, I actually managed to finally see uh, everything everywhere all at once. Great, great movie. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. Outstanding. And I, it's Ruben Ostland, um, or Ostland mm-hmm. as the director, um of triangle of sadness and i really do want to see it and apparently it's super funny and really really good satire really good mm-hmm. prescient satire about uh kind of society and uh without giving away too much social media influencers and yada 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 um yeah the super rich and like you know what you think you know like being rich is versus the super rich and you know you know, there's sort of like class, you know, identity and stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of it's yeah, it's really good, really funny. Like there's this one character that's like a Russian oligarch and he's just hilarious. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't want to give too much away. You haven't seen it, but like without there's so many things, like the whole the whole second half of the movie, I didn't even realize that that's what was gonna happen. Like yeah, that well, that's another movie that's an adventure. But yeah, like very. I will, good. I will very watch good. it. We will talk about it on here. Um, I wanted to give a, a before we smooth move over to uh, video games and music. I wanted to give um, a shout out to Andor. Uh, mm. Holy hell! Um, look, if you hate Star Wars, if <laughs> If you're like me and you really like uh, Rogue One, uh, which mm-hmm. is probably my favorite Star Wars film, um, yeah. which was, uh, you know, directed uh, by, I can't, I never get the last name right. I'm sorry, it's guys. Like I'm Gareth Edwards. Yes, yeah, I think no. it was Gareth Edwards. Yeah. But then it was also punched up by Tony Gilroy who is doing the show. Well, yeah, did he, he wrote it, didn't he? Uh, he was, he write Rogue One or something? I'm going to take a look. I I don't want to screw it up here. Normally I would. So Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Um, It was directed by Gareth Edwards with uh, some, and the screenplay was Chris, uh, uh, Chris White's and Tony Gilroy. But then they also said that Tony Gilroy came back and helped direct or or helped mm. with the changes to the ending that they made. Oh, yeah. Um but anyway, Andor Tony Gilroy he's helming the whole show and it's telling the story of Cassian Andor in the early days of the Republic like when the Republic is actually kicking off. So it's actually mm-hmm. like and it's actually at the time like the when the show starts the rebellion doesn't really exist. It's still in the shadows. And as it's going on, and apparently there's only a set number of series, like they're doing either five or four or something like that. There's a set number of seasons that they're doing that will tell the story that leads up to Rogue One and leads up and explains how the rebellion comes to be. But there's no Jedi. There's no, like, it's, it's very grounded in, like, 
real kind of world allegory of colonialism and oppression and um and there's a lot of like bureaucratic kind of political espionage stuff to it it's really good all of the actors are amazing um Andy Circus has been in the last couple episodes and he was fucking incredible. Like it's really good, man. Like I can't, I don't know how to sell it anymore. It's not like regular star Wars stuff. The pacing is more like a, a political drama show. Um, there's not a lot of action. I mean, there is here and there, but for the most part, yeah. it's like dealing with the actual, like, day-to-day down and dirty gritty aspects of it mm-hmm. um yeah i was looking it's odd that you're talking about because i was actually looking through like the star wars section on disney yesterday and i was looking at the like andor page and it's like oh and like in its descriptors it says like espionage mystery and i was like that sounds yeah it's more really, up my alley it's like, really good it's like if you right. don't like Star Wars um, or you don't like the way Star Wars has been aside from, uh, you know, Rogue One and and a, and a couple of the other stuff. Like if, if you've kind of found yourself tired of the whole Jedi and nostalgia baiting and all that stuff that, that Disney, the Disneyfication of it, um, go go and watch Andor because it's not only is it like visually beautiful um, but just the writing is incredible. The characters, the acting, the everything, the pacing, all of it. Like it's just been a real treat to watch. And it's sad that a lot of the people who are quote unquote Star Wars fans are refusing to watch it because they don't want to watch. They want to see more of like Obi-Wan lifting up rocks with his mind or whatever the hell they want to watch. Whereas this is actually building out the lore of the world that they supposedly love. Uh, so I don't know. I don't get it. It's mm. a shame. It's good. It's good. It's really good. You should yeah. give it a try. Yeah, I might check it out. I've been wanting to check, watch the animated Star Wars stuff for some reason. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Just one last movie. I just wanted to, for some reason, just really shout out just for no particular reason it just slaps all together and i just recently bought it on 4k and rewatched it again recently for what's probably the 20th time in my life but black hawk down uh shout out black hawk down that movie goes so hard uh ridley scott is i don't know for some reason i've just recently been on a ridley scott kick like i watched like the last duel i watched black hawk down I now want to want to go back and watch like American Gangster and Gladiator. Ridley Scott slaps so hard, so consistently good. He's fucking the dude's like 70 something, still just making bangers. Cranking but, him out. But Black Hawk Down really kicked off like the modern war genre. Cause like before that movie, there weren't movies about like the Iraq war or like, you know, the what they were what America was doing in uh Africa, like in Black Hawk Down and stuff like that. Like uh so shout Black Hawk Down uh just stylistically and just narratively the movie is just fucking two and a half hours of just fucking go go go. It the movie slaps. So 
if you're ever <coughs> if you just want to watch like the most like fucking adrenaline pumping movie, watch Black Hawk Down. Shout out both the Scott oh. brothers. Rest in peace to Tony Scott. Yes. <laughs> I watched Man on Fire recently mm. again. Denzel going ape mode and just murdering people. Oh yeah. Dude, yeah. That movie is also excellent. Um okay, let's switch over. I don't know. Do you yeah, have any yeah, video yeah. games that you want to you want to shout out? Uh well, I haven't even played it yet, but I have it installed now. Um, but God of War Ragnarok just came out, and I know I'm about to drop so many hours into that game. God of War is probably one of my favorite franchises of all time. I've beaten like God of War one and two for the original PS, like for PS2. Like I beat those games so many times. God of War three, I played so many times. Like the Zeus battle in God of War three is like one of the most piss off hard bosses ever but it's so satisfying to finally beat it uh i only played the more recent like norse one once but after i probably play through ragnarok i'll probably go back and play it again uh so god of war slaps um yeah i've just been playing a lot of horizon forbidden west and i'm like now at the end of the main story i've been doing so much side quest stuff because there is so much side quest stuff to do there's so many areas to explore i just like when games just sort of let you go off and uh do whatever the fuck you want so yeah sure does those games. well i uh i haven't played the new like the previous new god of war but it is on my hard drive so I think I will give it a try eventually. Uh, the two games that I want to shout out, nothing nothing to, um, well, the first one isn't going to be controversial. Uh, I, I The Sims 4 is free on Origin now. Um, uh, the base game is free. Uh, I downloaded it, put it on my computer, and uh, I just genuinely forgot how much better the console ver- or the uh, computer versions of the Sims mm-hmm. games are versus the console versions. No disrespect to the people who ported it over to the consoles, but the Sims 4 on my laptop comparative to the PS4 version that I was playing um is uh, infinitely better. I'm I'm enjoying it way way more and it was free. Yeah. So, you know, hell yeah. Can't go yeah, wrong with my that. My girlfriend's probably my girlfriend's probably literally on the couch right now playing the sims 4 right now that's what she's been doing for her days that's oh yeah when i was in pennsylvania days. i was that's i was doing i was watching tv and playing the mm-hmm. sims uh when i wasn't uh you know working on music or hanging when when meg was at work or sometimes i was hanging out with her family or whatever but i've played a lot of the sims uh and i just really enjoy it uh, so just wanted to, cause I haven't played it on a, on a computer in a long time and finally got it on my laptop and, and just absolutely enjoying, enjoying the hell out of it. Um, yeah, that one's a different game. Like that one, it, it, it plays like a different game when you're on a computer. Yeah. And there's like just, that game was designed for a computer. It wasn't designed for a console, but like, you know, you can do it on a console, but like, Games like that, or like any sort of um, park designer games, like Roller Coaster Tycoon type games, 
those games play so much better on a computer like or like any sort of rts like any sort of game that happens in real time where you kind of have a top-down view those games are way better just on yeah i mean the other thing is that like the the actual whatever the actual sims like the sims 4 on origin has way more features like you just there's just way more to the game that they Mm -hmm. when they ported the sims 4 to ps4 however many years ago the game the base game itself has updated and evolved so much since then that when i downloaded it now in 2022 um it was just a it's like almost a completely different game there's so much more to it plus you can mod really easily they've added ways to insert your own custom content and mods and stuff really easily even on mac i don't know just really good just good stuff um the other the other one that i wanted to bring up uh is uh a game that was is has been much uh, discussed and uh and derided and uh looked down upon but i'm here to tell you that it's actually not that bad uh battlefield 2042 i bought it i got it for uh i think 18 dollars uh while i was down in the states um and uh i i installed it and i went in expecting it to be awful because of you know the general discourse around the game it's fine it's uh if you like the modern battlefield games um and mm-hmm. and you don't mind uh, uh some slight changes to the formula it's fine it's totally playable it's, it's actually kind of enjoyable at times um it, you know you're never going to capture the awe the awe that people had of battlefield 4 and battlefield 3 uh, because those were really envelope pushing yeah. releases. This one doesn't really reinvent the wheel. I mean, it changes some stuff, but I think compared to the state of the game was in when it first came out, which is obviously it was rushed. Um, uh, it's totally fine now. I I've been playing it and enjoying it. It's uh, you know, if you like the oh, battlefield, doesn't for- it? Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. There you go. Oh, I was just going to say, if you if you like the battlefield formula, if you like being on, uh, you know, fighting large scale battles and there's vehicles and things blow up and, you know, this one has kind of like semi futuristic weapons, like not really, but some like cool kind of what things might be in 20 years uh, yeah. type weaponry, not like shooting lasers or anything, but just some cool, you know. Mm-hmm. mechanized stuff not really mechanized stuff i don't even know what i'm saying it's it yeah. it's just it's it's like a slightly beyond modern but not like futuristic it, it's very it's cool it's cool it's i like right. it i think it's good but like doesn't it like kind of like to that point so like it's sort of like futuristic so like doesn't it like remove like the sort of the class system though so like you instead of like there's so there's not like assault recon medic or like no there is okay there is yeah okay because i remember i was playing the beta and in the beta 
whatever they had in the beta was stupid as hell. Like you, you didn't have you just had like one gun and you could like switch through it. And I, me and Steve were playing it, and I remember being like, dude, like this is so dumb. Like this is this isn't Battlefield whatsoever. This just feels. Like Call of Duty with platforming, pretty much, like more or less. Like it just, um, it just didn't feel right. But no, like, they fixed I it. Know. I mean, they fixed it now. Like there are the four different classes, but then there are different operators, and the different operators often offer you different um, perks. So, like mm. some dudes have some. Like there's one operator that has. Uh, player guided missile uh, and then there's one operator that has a wingsuit and then there's one operator that has a uh, defensive shield that you can place down um, but then each of those operators can be any of the classes assault recon medic or um, sniper so like it actually offers quite a bit of modification and, and variation options because like you could be the assault or you could be Sundance who has the, she has the wingsuit, but you could set yourself up uh, as a sniper and then you could like wingsuit from cliff to cliff and then land and snipe people. Uh, or you could have the, or you could be a different operator, one of the recon operators and be an assault type and you could use your perk, your drone to fly up and ping everybody that's in the region and then you can hunt them down. It's kind of cool. It's cool. It it offers quite a bit of ver- of like variation and variety. Um they've obviously fixed a lot of the issues that they uh had when it first came out and there was a major update that happened a couple months ago and apparently there's another one that's coming very soon after this uh um season of the battle pass that they have for it or whatever is done then there's going to be another major update along with the next season so i think that they've been working at trying to make it better um but i i went in expecting it to be really bad and i've i've just found that it's you know uh on par with with some of the other game like battlefield I'd say it's on it's on par with Battlefield Five for me. Like it, it's fun and it's Battlefield, it's modern. Mm. Uh, you know, there's not I I don't see a lot of glitches happening. I don't have, I mean, it's the same as any Battlefield game. You spawn yeah. and sometimes people kill you because people know hunt like can't spawn spaces. Yeah, and stuff, but. I mean that's any online shooter game. Yeah, yeah. I also just hate that they just didn't do. There's no like single player like i hate when they don't do that like i don't know i i just i don't know i've i've never been particularly into any of the modern battlefield games like was never super into three or four but you know i like i like the world war ii ones um honestly my favorite most my favorite battlefield games were the bad company series which i guess were kind of modern but it had the older like it had this sort of older 1942 style of battlefield like it, yeah the first yeah, yeah, I, I mean know. the really the first games that were the were the sickest like the 
Battlefield 1942, Battlefield Vietnam, Battlefield, like all, yeah. all of those ones that came out on the PC years and years ago, those were the ones that were like, yo, I played the shit out of them. Yeah, I mean, like Battlefield 1942, like yeah. that that was the fucking shit. Like, yeah, I would still banger. go back and play that game. Like, I'm banger. fairly certain those games are still have like an active online community just because they slap they so, so hard. hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just, my thoughts are like, I went into it thinking it was going to be absolutely terrible. Like I thought it was going to be like, mm-hmm. like garbage water. Like I thought it was going to suck. Very pleasantly surprised have been enjoying it. I like a good mindless. Sh- I, I like a good open, big, f- big war shooty time, uh, in a video yeah. game. And I liked mm-hmm. the modern ones, but you know, I I couldn't pass up fifteen dollars for for a game and and if yeah it sucks, I mean like if it sucks yeah then I can sell it probably for yeah more that here, price you know? yeah I wouldn't necessarily care like I've <coughs> paid more for games that have been yeah you know unexpectedly much worse speaking so of like World I War- oh go ahead oh like. There's been game like you know like I'll probably get Battlefield you know 2042 at some point but like you know I'll grab it you know when it's on sale which it seems to be on sale for a large majority of the time and but uh, yeah there was one game I also wanted to mention if you were going into something else oh I was just gonna say speaking of of war of World War Two games. I know that I said that we 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 said that we were done with Call of Duty, but I did get mm-hmm. Call of Duty Vanguard. Uh, I haven't installed it yet, but it was mm-hmm. a game that my girlfriend got when she got her PS5, and she was mm-hmm. not going to play it, so uh, I I took it. Um, right. So I I may break my no Call of Duty oath uh, and just give it a try to see what it's like. Um, I but, mean, the thing with Call of Duty games is I generally like their campaigns. I generally like the Call of Duty campaigns. They're like, they're like five, six, eight hours long. They're not very long, but like you know, and they, there's usually like one or two missions that are pretty fun. And yeah, and like I don't know, Call of Duty online. I don't know. I, I'm I like the call. That's the thing. War games. I like World War Two war games. Like whenever me and Steve would play Call of Duty, we would always go back and play the prior World War Two game, which I think was just called World War Two. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's like these modern shooters. I think with the mod, like when you do the modern or like futuristic shooters, I find them there. Those ones are like easier to hack because like I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm just like talking out my ass and just because I suck at these games, I'm just like making shit up. But like, I don't know. It's more obvious when like something fishy's going on in a World War II game because it's like more obvious. It's like, okay, yeah, you can't do that in World War II. You don't have a drone strike in World War II. That, that's not real. I don't know. Maybe I'm just making things up, but. I think I that there, I think anything that has cross-platform, you're going to run into people that are cheating. Like yeah, I've been, I've been yeah, playing, just, yeah. I've been, I've been playing twenty forty two, on, and that was the thing with Call of Duty, like Modern Warfare, the first one, 
that was why we were running into so many things that pissed us off because we were playing cross platform. We'd be playing with people on the computer and they would just murk us, you know, like it, people have aim assist, people have all this stuff. Like even when I'm playing battlefield 2042, like there are people I know who like, there's no way homie got 60 kills in a single game without aim assist. Like this is, that's not possible. It's just that that would mean that you would have had to be like literally every single person that you run into, you killed. And you, you know, like it's impossible. It's, yeah. I, I know that they, you either have to have like aim assist or you have to have something going on. Like there's no way. So if you have one person who has like 68 kills and the next highest person is like 20, like there's no way. You know, like you can tell people are, people are using. I and for reasons unknown, I don't know why people feel the need to hack on games like that. Like, why do you care so much that you need to like cheat your way into being good? We've had this conversation time and time again. Yeah. But at this point, it's like I'm just like, well, you know what? If they're going to be there, I might as well just ignore them. That's another thing. Like, mm-hmm. I playing Battlefield, I don't really care whether I die or not. Like, I don't, I don't care about my KD. So I'm just like, I'm mm-hmm. just having fun. I'm just like oafing around. Trying to figure out everything, you know. La da 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 da. You know. <laughs> yeah, um, it's the best way to play it. But like, I don't know. Yeah, I find like yeah, if you're playing shooters online, you just if you're just trying to have a good time and just fuck around, that's the best way to do it. But like, yeah, whenever I start like trying to really care and like try to actually be good, is when it just gets like too stressful. I mean. There was, like, I was pretty good at, in Call of Duty Cold War. Like, I actually was, like, paying attention to my KD when it's, like, doing well. I was actually positive and playing with, like, Steve and some other guys. And we had, like, a regular, like, like group and, like, squad and whatnot. I think that's the thing, is if I'm playing Call of Duty, I think I need, like, a full squad of people. Because so many times I'll be caught playing Call of Duty and just, like, why why is anybody doing anything here? I think that's just war games in general. Like when me and Steve play Battlefield and we're all together and we're actually moving together as a squad, we generally do pretty yeah, well. Yeah. Well, that's definitely like a thing like playing solo on Battlefield 2042 or Battlefield 1 or Battlefield 5 like if if they're if the people in my group don't have microphones and they aren't willing to like work together mm-hmm that it it winds up being like a crapshoot. It, it's the games yeah. where I wind up being put in with people who are willing to go on mic and talk or at least are willing to stick together and do something together where things actually get done. Yeah. Otherwise, people just are like looking out for themselves and doing stuff. And I mean, it's the same with Rocket League. If you're playing with a team of people who are willing to like play their play their roles and and, you know, run run the proper plays and and make sure that you're you're cycling back and that there's someone always on defense and someone in midfield and someone running forward and you know if you're willing to play it like it's supposed to be played then usually you'll win right like yeah it's if you can if you are playing it though playing it as a team usually you'll win but then if you're just playing by yourself you're likely to get a either two a pair of two people who don't want to play with you or don't want to give you the chance to 
slot into the team or playing with three individual people, none of which want, they all want to be the best players and aren't thinking about teamwork. And, you know, it's just, uh, I think that's just the, the, the way she goes. Um, oh. All right. Well, I guess we got some, some music. Uh, we're, 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 I think probably we'll have to wind it down fairly so- soon because my throat started yeah. to hurt. But I did want to shout out. Yeah, a and I don't really have many music releases. All right, at least well, not in any new ones. I'll uh, I'll run through a couple yeah. stuff that I've been listening to lately that I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do want to say that that uh, Drake and Twenty One Savage album, Her Loss, is pretty good. Probably the best yeah. thing that Drake's put out in a while. Although I do like, uh, honestly, never mind. Um, I, I enjoyed it for what it was, especially when we were in Portugal. But uh, her loss, uh, definitely, uh, somebody lit a fire under under yeah. his ass. And yeah. uh, there's so some... it's not a uh, it's not tropical Drake. It's a, <coughs> no, it's it's, uh, it's, it's a street. Is a street Drake? <coughs> it's, yeah, it's vengeful. Is this three a.m. under un- 3 a.m. under the fucking subway. Yeah, it's it's vengeful Drake. Drake. It's uh, it's okay. it's vengeful Drake. He's he's spitting. Okay. Uh, 21 Savage does his thing. Drake does his thing. Um, some bars. Uh, production's really cool. Um, it, just a solid release. Uh, especially mm. considering, um, you know, certified lover boy. He sounded like he had no fire in him left. He sounded yeah, like he was album just, stunk. Yeah, it sounded like he was. I mean, there's one or two songs on it that I enjoy, maybe three or four, but like there was like 22 songs on it, and like most of them were like a five, if not less. There were a couple, maybe three or four, like I said, that were good, and then there's one or two that I really do like. But out of 22 songs, like if you if there's four that are all right, you know, like back to the drawing board. Yeah, Aubrey. that's um, that's a bad bad average. Yeah, so like, yeah, I was pleasantly surprised. Her loss, uh, it's got some really really good stuff on it, and uh, I've listened to it quite a few times uh, driving back from Pennsylvania, and while I've been gaming, and just like over the past couple of days, like here and there, I'll put on some of the tracks, and they still go. Really enjoying it. Um, uh, another hip hop album that came out, uh, Smino Love for Rent. Uh, really, really, Smino? yeah. Have you never heard Smino? How do you spell no? How do you spell that? S M I N O, Smino. Okay, uh, a really, really good album. Love for Rent, uh, is an like a tr- an actual album through and through. Um, production mm-hmm. is outstanding the kind of uh, uh, stories and themes of the album are all interconnected. Um, The flows are interesting. The hooks are interesting. Um, Really good stuff. Just if you're into like the actual artistry of hip hop, uh, love for rent, uh, really, really good, uh, good thing. Another hip hop album that is, uh, uh, if you really like the art of hip hop itself, wiki and subject five, put out their album cold cuts if you like new york rap uh east coast rap i mean i can't say pray i can't praise wiki high enough i love wiki as a rapper but with subject five some of the songs on cold cuts are just like ooey 
Like you can't even ooey. The Fonz is incredible. Uh, silent meeting with DJ Lucas. DJ, my guy, incredible. Nice. Uh, Mista, oh, just so many. There's so many good songs on here. He's got, uh, yeah, it's just great. Uh, if you like hip hop, especially yeah. uh, East Coast hip hop, check out that album. It's it's. I can't undersell how how much mm-hmm. fun and how talented they are uh, and how good it is. Uh, on similar wave, uh, East Coast hip hop. Uh, check out fucking West Side Gun ten. <coughs> that know? was on my list. Just. Westside Gun just doing more of his same shit, just curating some bars. Like, uh, fuck, it's, there's some sick features on this one. Like, obviously, you know, he's got, you know, Stove God and all the Griselda guys on there. Um, but there's some other, there's uh, a couple other features on there that are kind of surprising. Was, was there a Buster Rhymes one? Yes, there something? is. Yes. Yeah, there's yeah. So that, there's some uh, some surprises on there, but you know, like for example, there's a song on there where it's Westside Guns are going surprisingly over a trap beat instead of you know the uh, you know what you the suspected sort of Griselda yeah, boom bap nineties yeah. grimy beat. He goes over some trap beats, which is kind of nice, actually, kind of different, you know. So Westside Gun, he's he's always getting. You know, he's always doing some fun stuff. Um, one other album I've been enjoying, uh, totally different, uh, not rap music, uh, quite the opposite vibe altogether, I would say, as opposed to East Coast rap music. Uh, this is quite happy and joyful. Um, the new Always album, and that's Always with two Vs, not a W. Uh, their album Blue Rev, uh, pretty sick. If you like uh, sort of indie pop rock, dream pop rock, I don't know, synthy rock songs, catchy yep. songs. It's just catchy as fuck. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, that was on my list as well, actually. Um, you put me onto that, and I was really enjoying that record. Um, another synthy poppy release. Uh, from a band that uh, kind of championed the um, 90s shoegaze revival punk uh, sound in the early 20s or in the early mid 2010s. Yeah. Uh, Turnover put out a new record, Myself in the Way, uh, mm. taking the kind of electronic uh, sounds that they released on the last album. Um, that they kind of infused in the last album, uh, which was um, uh, how come I can never all together, uh, which I really like that album as well. Uh, they push it even further with this album, myself in the way, um, but it's really good. It's a it's a it's really cool to watch them evolve and to try different sounds. They've moved away from the kind of they started as a kind of pop punk band and then they moved into the kind of alternative shoegazy peripheral vision period and uh and good nature as well um and then all together was more of an indie rock record and this one pushes it even more into that territory but i just it's really good easy listening well written um yeah i really enjoy that i say 
I I gave that album a bit of a listen, and I was wasn't wasn't a fan. Really, but I don't know. Yeah, I I uh, yeah I don't know. I I uh, turnover. I don't know. They're one of those bands that they fell off hard for me. I don't know. I don't know why. I love Peripheral Vision. Like that album is so good. Like that is oh, a yeah, front it's incredible. Back, solid album. It's a f- fantastic album. But then the album that came after it was just so boring. It just it got rid of everything interesting that they were doing. And then I don't know. They've just been sort of continuing that sound. So yeah, um, and this isn't a knock on turnover. This is me or more or less just being like, yeah, I don't think that band's for me anymore. And I um, think I yeah. was listening to this new album, and I was like, yeah, 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 I guess they're not doing what I would like them to do, which I guess, I don't know. I was surprised that they were even a band, to be honest. When it came up on my uh, release thing on Spotify, I was like, oh, shit, there's still a band. And I started listening to it. I was like, ah, this is pretty... I don't know. It was just really, really, really just low key. And I was just like, this is too bare bones for me, I guess. I don't know. See, I, 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 I love peripheral, peripheral vision and good nature is when they kind of started turning into that indie rock sound. I don't really like good nature as an album. I found it was boring, but I like altogether. And I like this myself in the way album, uh, maybe because I do like enjoy stripped back electronic sounds like that could just be my bag. Yeah. So like, but I really mm-hmm. enjoy it. I find it very easy listening. I find it very interesting songwriting and uh, I really like his voice. I especially liked all together. I listened to all together, all together a lot uh, last year. Um, it's really good. Uh, um, and in 2020, it was really good listening it to it in the backyard uh, still in motion, much after feeling, playing sugar, just a bunch of really good songs on there. Um, anyway, but like I said, it's not for everybody. Uh, yeah. To each their own. Uh, I've got two more shout outs. Uh, Fred again, Actual Life 3. If you're into electronic programming and live electronic music, you probably saw the Fred again boiler room set. You haven't seen that? Go listen to that and watch that. And Fred again is um, a, a monster of a producer, songwriter, um, artist, uh, live DJ. Um, he's just nuts. Uh, and Actual Life Three follows in the trends of the first and second Actual Life series uh, releases. Thoughtful, interesting. Uh, electronica EDM, lots of features, lots of uh, cool um, sampling, lots of cool uh, flips and sounds, and uh, like he makes his own synth sounds, and it, it's just really good, really enjoyable. Yeah. If you're into that type of music, it's worth the listen. Might not be my favorite of the actual life series but uh still really enjoyed it still enjoy listening to it very uh it's hard to kind of explain his sound because on on one hand it's very exciting and (coughs) excuse me kinetic and 
and interesting. Uh, but then on the other hand, it's very emotional and vast and wide and and uh, dreamlike. I don't know. It's really good stuff. And last but not least, um, if you're into R&B, two releases, because I've been listening to a lot of R&B lately, the Canadian Boys Division, they released uh, their album, uh, I believe it's called um, Working On My Karma. Um, uh, just, I really enjoyed it. Uh, if you're into R&B, um, produced, uh, in, in, in coordination with, um, Jermaine Dupree and a couple other major producers. And it's just really, really good stuff. And the other one is, uh, uh, 004 Daisy from Dixon. Um, uh, another R&B soul project, kind of modern R&B. Um, just a really nice voice and really cool, interesting production on there. So if you like R&B, maybe check those out. I don't know why I've been listening to R&B lately. I just, I've been in that bag. It's been sad, horny. <sighs> yeah, I guess. I don't know. Um, I don't know. yeah, maybe. Anyway. <laughs> so I guess that's our bird uh, protocol episode for today. Uh, our lazy yeah. bird episode. Um, be sure to go and check out Cavernous. Check out Be a Trice. Please, please do. Check yes. out the Steve Dave singles. Check out um, my album. And let's pray together that next week there's no sickness. We're back to full capacity. I apologize if I coughed or if you can hear my... Uh, lozenge uh, crackling around in my teeth um but we felt yeah. like we couldn't wait another week we couldn't leave another week uh without putting something out so uh so here we are mm -hmm. we're doing our best we are we tried we tried we did it all right this is so, good yeah it's good all right so yeah. um give me a follow on uh you know i'm not even gonna put my twitter out here anymore because like i don't know how long twitter is gonna exist yeah, Twitter is Twitter's hell. Uh, yeah, it's about Elon to, ruined it. Yeah, it's about to go. It's about to go boom. Nothing's boom. less cool than a fucking oligarch thinking he's a meme lord. Like, fuck off, dude. Yeah, we didn't even get to talk about that, but Elon, Elon can he sh kick Elon's rocks. Elon's always sucked, but like now he's just yeah, he's just it's like buddy, just. I don't know. He's just—he's literally turned himself into a South Park character. And it's just yeah. like you fucking stink. Like it's, shut he up. Sucks. So yeah, Kick yeah rocks, I'm happy. Like, I'm happy. I can say I got off Twitter before that fuckhead actually owned it. So yeah, now I'm, I can I, say I'm staying off because of him. I mean, I'm yeah. not like being on Facebook and Instagram, which is owned by Mark Zuckerberg, any better. But like, at least he's not fucking posting memes and just essentially advocating for people that like to say the n-word i don't know anyway. yeah i don't know we i tried to stay away from all the the the, the elon slash kanye slash just everybody being a nut job lately uh this episode which i'm glad oh, we yeah, did we because didn't. i don't want to talk about that today i'm too sick but <laughs> um <laughs> i might not have twitter in the near future, so you know, uh, though I'm not even going to say that, but you can find me on Instagram at P A L M R E A D R, 
Where can they find you, Otis? Uh, Instagram as well. That's Otis Morris Dude. <coughs> and uh, yeah, check out uh, Cavernous on all streaming platforms. You know, the Spotify, uh, Apple, Tidal, Google, Amazon, YouTube, yada, yada, yada. Uh, music video for Wasted Flesh is on Automan Media on YouTube. Um, yeah, check the Instagram Otis Moore's dude, which for uh, for the uh, short stories, those are rolling out over the next couple days. So, yeah, uh, thanks for uh, listening, reading, watching, uh, and supporting in any way. And uh, yeah, go support some homies as well. Like we said, Sideshow Sideshow Choice, Steve Dave, everyone's putting out good music these days. So, yeah, listen to my album. On infinite repeat out everywhere. Oh, and also, uh, please subscribe. Give us a rating. Mm-hmm. Give us some. Give yes. us some stars. Give us a th- hit the bell. Subscribe to us. Do all that good stuff. Helps us get seen by other people. Leave a review. Uh, and if you want to get in touch with us, birdprotocol at gmail We hope everybody had a wonderful weekend. We'll see you next Sunday uh, with uh, with a topic episode and hopefully, yeah, back to full health and uh, mm-hmm. you know. Living, letting the freak off the leash. All right, we'll see you next week. Remember, initiate the protocol. Peace. Bye.